It's the DMV Dine-In Podcast, where we highlight the best restaurants featuring the most talented chefs and bartenders, top restaurant owners, and the savviest local foodies in the DMV. I'm your host, Elaine Espinola. Come dine with us, DMV style. Hey, DMV diners. Thanks for joining us for another great episode of the DMV Dine-In Podcast. We are so thrilled to bring our love of the DMV food scene to you. Today, we're talking about great drinks and great opportunities that come from great drinks. Stay with us to see what we mean. First up, we're talking summer cocktails with one of our producers, Marielle, who also happens to be a phenomenal bartender. So trust me, she knows what she's talking about. And then we sat down with the general manager of Tiki Thai, located in Reston, Virginia. We love the ambiance of this great restaurant, and we think you will too. So definitely check it out. So let's get started. We are back with Marielle, one of our awesome producers from DMV Dine-In. Our spring drinks episode was so well received. Of course, Marielle, we had to have you back to talk about summer cocktails. It is hot out there and everybody is looking for a great summer cocktail. Yes, I agree. It's the best thing to have in your hand when the sun's beaten down. Maybe you're by the water, something refreshing and delicious. Absolutely. So I know you have an awesome list for us. Let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, I want to name a few of my favorites first, ones that most may know, but some may not. So top two, I'd say that most may know would be like the daiquiri and the pina colada. If you had to choose a lane, which one would you choose? Daiquiri or pina colada? Pina colada all day, every day. That was such a fast <laughs> response. I love it. <laughs> so in the same vein as a pina colada, I want to introduce some of the listeners to another drink called the painkiller. So pina colada, normally frozen, but can be over ice. It actually originated in Puerto Rico, um, a very fun summer destination. And it includes coconut cream, pineapple, and then usually like a dark rum. Painkiller is similar. So it has the coconut cream, it has the pineapple, it has the rum, but it has the addition of orange juice. This painkiller was created actually in the 1970s in the British Virgin Islands. Wow. So I've never heard of that. Interesting. A little bit of orange juice in my pina colada. I'm not sure. I'm open to trying it. (laughs) It's usually shaken and then over ice and you garnish it with a little bit of like a shaved nutmeg on top. Oh, interesting. Shaved nutmeg. Okay. This is getting more interesting by the second because a pina colada with orange juice to me sounds, I guess, just sort of like a tangy pina colada, right? But then with a nutmeg, huh? I'm, I'm down to try this. This sounds good. And I would also like to throw in maybe the classic margarita. I know we discussed that from the spring cocktails, but margaritas in the summer just can't be beat as well. Absolutely. What's your favorite, Marielle? I like spicy margaritas. I would definitely say like a house-made spicy simple syrup, maybe like serrano peppers or jalapeno peppers. And that spicy simple syrup is like the ultimate margarita, especially if it's a pitcher of margaritas. Mm. And with salt. That's how I take mine. (laughs) Yeah. So what's next on our list? Off the same vein of a margarita, I would say a Paloma. Have you heard of a Paloma? I have. I have heard of it and they're delicious. Tell us about it. Yeah. I would say it's similar to a margarita. It's just the addition of grapefruit, basically. It's most commonly prepared with tequila, lime juice. So same vein as a margarita and then grapefruit juice, or you can do a grapefruit flavored soda, such as like Fresca or Squirt or Jaritos. So refreshing. Like this is like the perfect for me sort of brunchy drink. I don't know. I feel fancy when I drink a Paloma and I love Palomas. And just saying it feels fancy, right? Yeah, that's what it is too. And it's pretty too. It's a pretty drink. And then a couple other ones I 
have on the list going along the lines of like brunch cocktails is like a salty dog or a sea breeze. Sea breeze, I actually wasn't familiar with it for a while. It's a lot of the more mature crowd that comes into bars that I hear order it. It's a cocktail containing vodka with cranberry juice and grapefruit juice. And it's shaken in order to create like a foamy surface, which gives it the name the sea breeze because the sea foam. Okay, that sounds refreshing. And then Salty Dog 2, kind of like a Greyhound cocktail, which is like a brunchy cocktail as well. And it dates back to the 1920s. So a super cool old school style prohibition kind of style drink. It's a cocktail of gin, sometimes vodka, and then grapefruit juice served in a highball glass and then salted rim on top. Mm, Have you had one? I have. I love the addition of the salt with the tang of the grapefruit. Yeah, I'm not a gin girl. I mean, the way you described everything that's mixed into it and with the salt. Interesting. Yeah, sometimes salt can be added to like the weirdest things and bring out the best flavors. So I always, I'm always up for a little bit of salt. (laughs) Okay, I've never heard of that. I love this episode. I love learning new drinks. So what's next on our list? Bramble, something I recently just heard of this summer, actually. It's a cocktail created in 1980s London, and it's best described as a spring transitioning into summer cocktail. Um, And it brings together that gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and crushed ice. I would kind of, people always ask me like, what is a bramble? Like, what what is it going to taste like? I kind of describe it as like a fruity lemonade in a way. Mm. It's also summertime, right? So there's like summer fruits out there. There's watermelon and strawberries. Those are always great to mix in kind of, you know, go with the season, mix in these seasonal fruits into our drinks, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I really love like, you know, going back to the daiquiris and the margaritas. It's always a bonus if the bar has like a fruity element to those classic cocktails. I, I don't know if I can choose between watermelon or strawberry that kind of go back and forth. But if they do watermelon the right way, I would I love watermelon cocktails. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like vacation. You're probably on vacation somewhere tropical. And that's the best way to have a cocktail. That's for sure. Exactly. It makes it a little different too. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about one more tequila sunrise. Yeah. This is actually my my go-to drink when I'm at a smaller bar. They may not have a lot of like fresh squeezed juices or options of like fancier cocktails. For example, if you go to a small bar and like most people order like a whiskey soda or vodka tonic, usually I'm not really into like sodas or tonics for some reason. So I would usually get a tequila sunrise because most bars, no matter how small, usually have tequila tequila, orange juice, and a little bit of grenadine on top. Yes. you could. This is like an easy drink to find anywhere. Like you said, because of those ingredients, tequila sunrise. I feel like this is like a, a college-y party drink. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I had one. Maybe that's been the last time, but they're good. Exactly. And actually, every time I order one, people that I'm with are like, really? Tequila sunrise? I just, I don't know. <laughs> Brings us back to like spring break in Jamaica or Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, okay, so let's uh, let's bring it forward a little bit. There's one more drink. And I love this. The Frosé. Tell us about that. I know. I kind of threw that one in there. The rest of the cocktails are like very classic. And this one's quite new if you think about it. So it's actually was first originated or thought of or however you want to call it in New York. So it's domestically kind of created um, in the summer of 2016. So not too many years ago. So fairly new. And they're just refreshing. And so, you know, if you're especially at a winery and it's a hot day, and, you know, if if they're making frosés, I always get one at a winery on a hot day sitting outside. Very refreshing. 
Exactly. If someone says we have froze, you kind of always get excited to hear it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got to drink them fast though, if you're outside. So uh, I know when people get this list of our summer cocktails, I'm hoping that people will try some, some of these drinks, especially if they never heard of it before, you know, be adventurous, give it a try. Let us know what you think. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on to discuss one of my favorite things, cocktails. Well, all right. I'm here with Ross from Tiki Thai. Ross, welcome to DMV Dine-In Podcast. Thank you for having us no. in this beautiful restaurant. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to have you guys here. Yeah, this place looks really, really great. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, this is the sister restaurant, right, that opened after Sense of Thai. Is that right? Yeah, so Tiki Thai opened uh, January of 2021. Uh, Sense of Thai Street in Ashburn opened uh, July of 2015. Got it. So this is part two of our expansion. Yeah. And I'm assuming they were able to open because they were so successful. So successful. And then in the midst of the pandemic, which is also a nice testimony of our client base and how well people trusted us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ross, um, tell me a little bit about you are the general manager yes. here at Tiki Thai, uh, but you also have a background in drinks, bartending. Yes. Where did that start? Um, so hospitality started, I would say, my serving days in uh, Clyde's in Chinatown. Worked my way throughout that company and I started to train and open up other client locations. Um, kind of got bored with that and started to consult. I realized that I had a nice understanding of how restaurants work. And so I started to help other people open and operate restaurants. Um, my consulting kind of landed me in Ashburn. Uh, as the story goes, you never know who you're sitting beside. Yeah. Um, I was in Fairfax one night at a bar with some friends having just a good time on a Monday night. And the bartenders who I know at the bar B side, they're just bragging, hey, this is Ross. He works in DC. He does all this stuff. Just I want to lay low, just have a drink, hang out. But right. you don't want to be a bar celebrity. No, a and they're, they're celebrity just talking name. about me. So then this guy and this lady sitting beside me start asking me questions. Oh, where do you work? Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'll be nice to these people. Answer questions. Then they asked me to make them a drink. I'm like, I don't work here. Right. I'm beside you enjoying like, a I'm drink. I'm not about to go yes. behind the bar. I don't so then here. I told my friend behind the bar, I was like, yo, here's a recipe. Doom, 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 ounces, the preparation, the glassware, do this. So I made them two drinks through the bartender. They enjoyed it. So back to my day, enjoying it, blah, blah, blah. Five minutes later, they say, hey, can you make us two more? And I'm like, okay, okay. this is getting... This is interesting. So whatever. Yo, told them <laughs> two more. And completely different. So now these are four brand new drinks. They enjoyed it. The guy goes, hey, I want to open a restaurant in Ashburn, but I need help. So they were like scouting you. Yeah. So they just they just heard some someone yes. like talking about a guy who makes great jeans. Yes. Their radar went off. And then I got tested. Right. And, and then they were interviewing you and you didn't even know while it. While drunk. <laughs> oh, well, you were drunk. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds like you got them drunk on yes, four drinks. Too. Exactly. And so honestly, that's where it all started. And so from there, I'm still living in D.C. Since is in construction. And so I'm just helping with menu design, staffing, layout, floor plans, all of that. And to the point where we just made an agreement that I needed to move to Ashburn and be a part of this. They wanted you that bad. Yes. And so that is how wow. Sense came about. And that's how I ended up in wow. Lowney County from D.C. Okay. So that that is, wow. That, yeah. That's a testimony to your passion, like yes. a connection you clearly had to these restaurant owners. Yes. That you were willing to kind of move to Ashburn Absolutely. and go ahead and give it a go opening up this restaurant. And for them. me, it was more so because of how much I had put into the restaurant already. Like, you know, whether it's my 
color scheme or my menu. I also put in so much of my own passion that I was like, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to just walk away yeah. from this project when it's open, well, which I've me. done that before with consulting. But I'm like, no, this right. one, I want to see it through. Ah, yeah. And it sounds like they were open to your creativity. Yes. Yeah, because that's yes. huge. I was able to prove myself and, you know, the resume speaks for itself as well, but I was proving it. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your passion, because we know that you had a background in making great drinks, but it sounds like you also have a passion in, as you mentioned, color scheme, food, like just the whole shebang. Yeah. And so I would say the passion started with food. Um, and mind you, it was on just a hobby of having friends over. When I was in the Navy, Intel was my job, but when we weren't working, you're at my barrack and when I'm cooking people food, I'm gonna make sure we're having the best time through food. So that initial just passion came from, I wanna make sure people are having a good time and you can't do that if the food isn't good or the drinks aren't good. And so it was just this care of providing a great experience through food. Then I realized, oh, this can also be a career path. <laughs> ah. So then with this understanding of, I love taking care of people, I know how to cook, kinda no drinks, I was like, okay, let's just start somewhere. And then I started with Clyde's serving tables just to get in the restaurant industry, understand how it goes. And yeah, kept going from there. There is nothing better than mixing your passion with like your life's work. Oh yes, that, that's it becomes just, so easy at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's not work, it's, of course it's not work at all. You're yes. just like enjoying yourself. Um, I love that story about how you met, uh, yes. I guess these were the owners of Sense of Yes, Thai. Pat and Singh. Yeah. yeah, I have a funny story. I, I, I live in Ashburn mm -hmm. and so I wanted to ask you two questions because we're talking about food and flavors. My first question, actually, before I tell you that story, is Thai food. Had you had you been a fan of Thai food? I've before never that? had Thai food before that. Stop it! So you Zero. were taking a real leap. Yeah, yes. You're just like, let me do this with Thai food. Yes, but wow. The day after I met them, I bought three Thai cookbooks and just started to aggressively research first the cuisine, and then once I got the cuisine down pack, I was like, oh, I also need to understand this culture, and I went down this just rabbit hole of just. Thailand oh, in cool. general, then I'm talking all the way to like the Siam kingdom. I just went. And so mind you, if I'm going to be a part of this, I'm not just going to serve you food. I want to actually have this passion and understand that there's a cultural understanding as Absolutely. well that goes with this. The yeah. food is like so intertwined with the yes. culture. And as you know, you've been here for what, seven, eight years. Thai food is, is always served so beautifully. Yes. That is such a, a difference between Thai food and some other Asian cuisines. Yes. I'm Filipino and we do not serve our food with flowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just don't. There's so much uh, passion with the history. Yes. And so I will say that's also the integrity of keeping the difference between like authentic and just more so the passion is they're going to just put themselves into it and not alter what they believe is a good food. Mm -hmm. So tell me when you tried the Thai food, were you like pow with the flavors? Oh, they hit me hard with spice. And I was yeah, like, oh, whoa, spice. They, they hit me. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I need to learn this better. And it came from just understanding. And for me, the better I understand it, the more I can appreciate it. Yeah. And then I enjoy it from there. Yeah. So here, seven, eight years later, are you like Thai spicy or oh, are you like way. American spicy? Oh, spice? Thai spicy all the thai way. Spicy all, all the, the fish way. sauce, okay. all the chilies. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Pet mock, they say, yes. right? Pet, pet. <laughs> spicy. Um, so funny story. I lived in Thailand for one year, okay. many years ago. So I love Thai culture. I love Thai food and I loved sense of Thai. And for anyone listening, uh, you know, all Thai restaurants are, are, are delicious because Thai food is great, but some are more authentic yes. than others for sure. And sense of Thai and Tiki Thai authentic. The food is authentically Thai. It's Thank amazing. <laughs> um, and so I was raving about it when I was at sense of Thai yeah. one time and then the owner was there and he comes over and I'm just like raving about it and saying like, oh my gosh, I used to live in Bangkok and this yeah. is amazing. And we start talking and he was so cool. And at that time, 
in 2015, when you opened, yeah. I was Mrs. DC America. Uh, okay. So that came out in the conversation. Mm -hmm. He was so cool. Can you come back? Can you give me your pictures and all yeah. this stuff? He was really cool. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a photo. I was right in beside me. Yeah, right before you head in the hallway. Your picture's there and my picture's oh my right gosh. beside Oh, that is too funny. <laughs> yeah, so he asked me for my, you know, like official Mrs. DC America photo and I yeah. signed it for them and I brought it back and I didn't know what he was going to do with nah, it. Yeah, you're still there. I know. That is so cool. <laughs> yes. I like feel very special about yeah. that. Every, every time we you're go, Mike. You're on my, the team, yeah. I love that. I'm on the team. I love that. My kids love to go to the bathroom just to see that. There you go. <laughs> so that's my cute story with Sense of Tie and I yes. love Sense of Tie. Um, all right. So here we are at Tiki Tie. Tell me how this might be maybe. Is it a little different than Sense of Tide? Different. A little different. In some and way? the cool story about how Tiki Tide came about, at Sense, we would do a Tiki pop up every summer. I want to say 2017, we started doing this Tiki pop up. For two or three months during the summer, we just redesigned the restaurant. Everyone wears a floral shirt, brand new cocktail menu. It was so wildly successful. We were like, next concept will be Tiki because it just works. Um, the Polynesian cuisine history kind of pairs well with Thai food already. And so, already testing it out for three years that since this space came available we took that pop-up made it full-time and it. so through the branding and people already understanding our brand of sensitive street when we opened here it was just seamless if you trust us there we're gonna do same thing somewhat similar of the pop-up just here and it's open people loved it as you saw earlier crazy busy yeah yeah people love it what we're doing yeah awesome yeah. all right so you mentioned cocktails you're the general manager, but do you also work behind the bar sometimes? Yes, and so this thing is everyone works here. Pat and Singer's still cooking. Like everybody is gonna Everybody's put in working. work on the team. And so with my connection with the guests and wanna always be involved, making drinks is my best way to connect with the staff and the guests. So no one's gonna just be sitting back. No, 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 we actually are in uh, service. Hands on deck. Yes, absolutely. Got it. So let's talk about some of those cocktails. Absolutely. So what would you say is one of the most popular cocktails that people order? Oh, with this being a Thai restaurant slash tiki bar, our Mai Tai. And so once again, to focus on history, we have two Mai Tais. Um, Mai Tai one um, pays homage to Trader Vic and this recipe is dated back to 1944. Um, everyone believes this is the original Mai Tai recipe. And so Asian making rum, Orajat, which is a almond syrup, lime juice, and orange liqueur is his classic, and we honor him with that. Then the Mai Tai number two is Don Beachcomber, who is a little more popular with tiki culture, but his recipe goes back to 1962. So it was like, all right, this is not the original, but yet he was still famous. And his is more of a fruity approach with uh, pomegranate grapefruit. Um, so still boozy, a lot of rum, but on the fruitier side. And so we honor both of those on the menu. And if you look at the numbers, my time one and two are just flying throughout the door. Ah, it's like okay. that just, this is your essential drink to have when you sit down. Start with the Mai Tai sure. and then go from there. Got it. I also noticed that a lot of your drinks are very fresh and like mm -hmm. just very fresh forward, like mm -hmm. fresh juices and things in your drinks. Tell me about that process. I mean, And so that's more so taking control of the entire process. So when it comes to pineapple, we're gonna buy the fresh fruit, juice it, cut it, dehydrate it, do whatever we need with the entire fruit. Every juice um, from lemon, lime, orange, grapefruit, hand pressing it. Ginger, we're also cold pressing that. That's the best way to experience the flavor. We're not gonna buy it and it be altered for someone else. If we take the process into our own hands, we can modify the flavors how we want it. And it starts with the freshest product. Yeah. And so it also showcases through because you're also getting the best experience. So yes, there's an integrity side of it, but also just straight flavors. It tastes best when you have the original product that you control from there. Absolutely. And as a customer, it feels great. Like you 
you said talking about an experience to watch the bartender make yes. your drink and I've watched like and they'll grab a lemon or an orange yes. and they're like doing the zest and they're doing the stuff and they're yes, doing a little the fire oils, and all the stuff yes. yeah it's so cool it's uh makes for a better experience and a better drink yes for sure and so yeah when you're behind the bar you're on stage and you see the process so same as the open kitchen open bar you just see everything happening and so one there's a trust because you see your product being made but you're also being entertained because of the elaborate process that goes into intricate ingredients that provide an amazing drink got yeah. it how often do you change up your drink menu or do you not you don't know it changes to. a lot oh, it does. I, would, I would say so maybe four times a year is an overall change but every menu since antique Thai has dealer's choice and so some guests will have oh. the entire menu and then they're like, all right, give me something new. And so at Dilla's Choice, the guests tell the bartender what they like and then the bartender gets creative and makes the best drink for them. And so I am a fan of that because one, you get to test their creativity and then it's never boring. You're always making something new. Um, well, we just got this new liqueur. I just bought this new fresh fruit. I want to try something new out for you. And then you're having something designed specifically for you. So there's one thing to have a good drink, but when it's made for you, yes. that's next level. That is awesome. So I did. So it's literally written on the menu, like dealer's, dealer's choice. choice. Tell us what you like. We'll make something you love. You know, that is so funny <laughs> because I've never noticed that. Yeah. Um, but my husband always does it when we go to Sense of Time. Yes. I don't. Maybe he read it, but yes. he'll just say, just make me something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he saw that or read it i think it's because he just trusts the bartender back That's there it. because we've, yes. we've never been disappointed they always make great drinks and i think he just likes watching <laughs> and the thing about, like when i first started making drinks it. and being trained from other bartenders everyone hated that and i'm just mm. like no get creative i don't want to be a robot just making the same thing over and over again i have all these ideas and i gotta let it out and so that's kind of another way where i kind of set myself apart because i was constantly creating creating and then guests fell in love with that and then so now that's kind of your main hiring skill set. Are you willing to be creative, think on the fly, and give people uh, individual experience? Because this one is designed specifically for you. Yes, yeah. I love that because I was saying like, again, I love all Thai food. I could eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just <laughs> yeah. like I did when I was in Bangkok. But And, and so Thai food is just delicious, but, but that's what sets it apart is that yeah. creativity. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I mean, the passion really comes through. And that's why some places like this are gonna be like, crowded and busy and successful, you know, yes. all the time. Um, okay, so you also have the drinks in the Tiki cups. Yes. Is that new here for Tiki Thai? Yes, new and then also we worked on like obtaining custom mugs. And so we'll look at them. Uh, so Monk Tiki is a factory in uh, San Francisco. They actually designed a mug for us, you know, it has Tiki Thai, rest of Virginia on it. And so all of our Mai Tais, because it's the number one drink, goes in that mug to show you that custom drink. Um, and then there's Tiki Farm. There's other guys that are constantly just making cool mugs for us. And they'll reach out to me. Hey, Ross, I got a new mug. Want to try this out? Yeah. All right, send me 50 over. And so that also adds to it because sometimes we design a drink around the vessel that it goes in, whether ah. how it holds. Um, there's a cool Mickey Mouse mug that we have here. It's huge, holds 20 ounces. It's a large drink. It's called Magic Kingdom. And so, you know, taking people back to, you know, Disney World in a cup. And yeah, so it's yep, also yep. a part of the experience that the vessel will transport you. Yeah. That is interesting. As a matter of fact, I had like a eggnoggy drink in like a Santa cup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty wild. And so, pretty yeah, fun. we both locations do a Christmas pop up. Um, and so Sipping Santa here and then uh, Miracle on Exchange Street in Ashburn. So, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, Ross, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, before we go, why don't you just share some of uh, maybe top five most popular dishes? Oh, wow. Top five dishes. I'm going to start with my favorite, which is uh, cow soy. It is a uh, curry base, but instead of being served with rice, it's served with wheat noodles. Oh. 
braised chicken thigh, and then now we get into textures. It has crispy noodles, pickled greens, uh, red onions, and it's just a bowl of flavors, textures. It's my top dish. Um, if you want to go with pad thai, we have three pad thais on the menu here. Because the staff is throughout different regions in Thailand, they all present their variation of pad thai. There's no one. It's more so how did you grow up and that's how you made pad thai. So we have one here called Pat Pad Thai. And that's her family's recipe. And so this one has that uh, dark soy, almost pet CU approach to it um, with heavy on the spice, braised pork. Amazing. After noodles, I'm going to go to a fresh salad of some time. Your papaya salad, peanuts, chilies, uh, that bright, fresh lime dressing. It's a classic appetizer. My fave. Um, and then more of a Polynesian approach, we have uh, crab ragoons here. Um, but crab, smoked salmon, cream cheese with the spicy mayo. Definitely not Thai, but more on the tiki side. Everyone loves it. But to get that full tiki Thai experience, I would say get the poopoo platter. And okay. so that is your appetizer sampler of spring rolls, heaven beef, which is like beef jerky, the wontons. Uh, what else is there? Chicken wings. And there's one more appetizer, but you just get all of this on this huge plate. And like that's the quintessential just appetizer when you want to just maximize your experience here. Got it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I hope people listening come here to Tiki Thai. Get that poo poo platter. Absolutely. Do not be afraid of the spice. You can just say my pet. My pet. That means not spicy. And we'll reduce the spice. Once again, because we can alter it. Some places, no, we don't want to change it. No, we will alter this dish to make sure you have the best experience possible. There's nothing wrong with that. There's hey, no ego They're creative here. They yes. are creative. They'll do whatever you want. They will customize whatever you want. Absolutely. All right. One question our listeners love to hear is the best seat in the house. The best seat in the house. And this, I would say, is like an inside secret. B3. This is the third booth. You just see everything. You're in front of this custom mural. You see the entire dining room. You get a peek of the bar. This is just you experience the entire restaurant in this nice hidden booth with enough space to have a whole spread and enjoy the restaurant. I love that. I will vouch for that because that is where we are recording this podcast. And you're right. We're in the corner and we can kind of see, see everything. All. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing. So I like B3. to be in the best seat in the house. <laughs> B3. Oh, I also want to ask you one last thing. So Sense of Thai and Tiki Thai. Which nights is it that you all do a fun party? <laughs> and so once again, all about the experience uh, here, Thursday, Friday and Saturday at 11 o'clock. A DJ starts and plays until two o'clock. And that sense of time in Ashburn, um, Friday and Saturday, 11 to two, there's a DJ. So right now we're in the beautiful, calm restaurant, but 11 o'clock starting tonight, DJ sets up, speaker system changes, lights drop down and beer pong and it just gets funny here. Ross, I'm telling you, one time I went to Sensitai just for like some dinner. It was a little bit late. Next thing I know, I'm yeah. in the club. I'm eating my, you know, Petsy U and it's yes. going off behind me. I didn't know what was going on. And then I later learned, oh, that's the place to be on a Friday, Saturday. Everyone was talking about driving in D.C. Like, no, 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 we can do this in Ashburn. We can do this in Reston. And so, no, that whole D.C. club fun. No, no we can do that here. You're bringing it to us. Absolutely. All right. I love that. Ross, thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and big thank you to our producer, Marielle, for sharing her list of summer cocktails. We also want to give a very big thank you to Ross from Tiki Thai for hosting us and sharing his passion for food, drinks, and the restaurant scene. Make sure to visit Tiki Thai and tell them you heard about them on the DMV Dine-In Podcast. Until next time, I'm Elena Spinola. Thanks for dining with us DMV style. Cheers.
You've been listening to the DMV Dine-In Podcast. For anyone who loves food, restaurants in the news, and hotspots all around D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about the DMV Dine-In Podcast, check out our website at dmvdinein.com and follow us everywhere on social media at DMV Dine-In.